Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Welcome back to the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. We've got a marvellous episode lined up for you this week, if we do say so ourselves. Today we're inviting you to slash your to-do list and save yourself a couple of grand in the process. This may sound too good to be true, but trust us, we're on to something. We sure are. Many couples look to simplify their wedding plans at some stage during their engagement, either for financial reasons or because they want to reduce stress and spend more time enjoying the perks of being engaged. For example, weeknight Prosecco. In this episode, we're showing you how to do exactly that by presenting a list of things that you can comfortably ditch from your wedding, safe in the knowledge that none of your guests will even notice. We touched on this in our episode on how to marry condo your wedding when we coined the term ditch list, meaning a list of popular wedding details and purchases that you'd be happy to exclude from your big day. Now, obviously, only you can make the ditch list for your wedding, but we thought that sharing ours would be a great way to get you started. One Fab Day Expert Wedding Tips Each week on the podcast, we endeavour to put our extensive wedding knowledge to good use by passing on some road-tested tips. Claire's come up with this week's nugget of wisdom and it's one that I think lots of couples will benefit from. Yes, this is an easy one. Don't forget your wedding overnight bag. So um, we heard a story in a real wedding a few months back about a bride who forgot her overnight bag and had to go down to breakfast in her wedding dress. Which ah, is you're joking. Yeah. Surely someone could have lent her. No. I would have gone down in my pajamas. I know. Well, she didn't have pajamas. She had nothing. Oh, of course. Um, a robe It was either that or the hotel robe. Yeah, I guess she thought the dress would be better. <laughs> so, yeah, we have a really handy list on the site, like a packing list for your overnight bag, which is definitely worth checking out. We'll add it to the show notes. But whatever you have in your bag, just make sure it gets from A to B. So a lot of people will be getting ready at home and then staying at a venue or hotel on the night of the wedding. So make sure someone is responsible for sending the bag to wherever you're going to be sleeping that night. Definitely. And get it packed good and early as Mm -hmm. well. Don't be just tossing things in a bag with wild abandon. Yeah, if you need to have duplicates, like say a spare deodorant, a spare toothbrush, just do that so that the bag is zipped up and ready to go and you're not throwing stuff into it in the last minute. Absolutely. Love this tip. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. It's no secret that Selena and I love an elaborate, no expense spared party. After all, if you can't be a little bit extra on your wedding day, when can you be? But we're also incredibly practical souls and well aware that weddings tend to eat up more time, money and energy than originally intended. 
With that in mind, Claire and I have created a ditch list that's chock full of fun but ultimately unnecessary details, traditions and elements that we think a lot of couples will easily be able to drop. We should make it clear we've got absolutely no beef with the items on this list and we don't for a minute suggest that all couples abandon them. What we are saying is that if you're going to take a big red pen to your wedding plans anyway, this list is a good starting point. Our ditch list was definitely designed to be used on a pick and choose basis. But that said, Selena has actually done the maths on this one and estimated that if you dropped everything on it, you could save yourself around €10,000 or £9,000. So even if you only take some of our advice on board, this episode could actually have a pretty big impact on your wedding budget and your post-wedding bank balance. And maybe your sanity as well, if you've really (laughs) overstuffed the to-do list. So I think we should start with the sort of big ticket items. Yeah. Uh, The things that if you're far along in planning, you probably have decided on by now and you can't really ditch at this stage. Yeah. But if you're early days... uh, these are our suggestions. Yeah, so the first one on the list I ditched from my wedding, which was the wedding party. Yeah, we see so many couples doing this now. And I think the thing to say about this is that don't worry that your friends won't give you a hand or a dig out mm. on the day. Really, you can have just as much support and help from them and you can ask them to be handy helper on the day or give them a different name. The only difference is you don't have to pick out the outfits and pay for them. Yes, it does save a lot of stress and hassle. Like the reason why we didn't pick them was more to informalize our wedding, but not having to carve precious time out of our busy lives to go on three different shopping trips to buy seven different dresses was definitely appreciated when I got down to it. The one tip I would say on this is if you can in some way kind of call out to your guests and the venue staff who your happy helpers are Mm. that's really good so at least the people will know oh that's the bride's friend and I'll ask her I won't bother her. Yeah, There's lots of ways you can do that you can mention them uh, in the ceremony on the ceremony program give them a boutonniere or corsage which is quite inexpensive in the scheme of things just so everyone knows who they are and that they're a good point contact there was never a moment on the day where I felt unsupported or I felt like I couldn't call to you or call to someone and be like can you help me with my dress or whatever I needed so absolutely don't worry about that on the day it's a very easy thing to cut and it will save you potentially thousands and a lot of time absolutely another one in the whole category of big scale thing is a theme Mm. now this is maybe a little bit outdated people don't seem to feel a lot of pressure to have a wedding theme these days that said, we've had some amazing weddings that had mm. themes on the site. We had a great Gatsby wedding. We had a Star Wars wedding. But unless there's something that really stands out to you, you absolutely don't need this one. Yeah, it works for colour themes too. Like I've seen couples spend weeks trying to find the right navy for their napkins or something like that. And it just eats into your time so much. And you often end up throwing money at a problem to get something right. So by being a little bit more laid back in your approach to this, you'll definitely save a lot of time and money. Yeah, you can still have a colour palette, but there can be many navies. You know Mm. what I mean? It doesn't need to be a rigid thing. And of course, have your Pinterest board. But you don't need every single element in your wedding to match. That's not something that anyone is going to notice. No. The day two party is something that's become really popular in recent years. But it's another easy one to just slash straight away. And you'll shave thousands off the bottom line on your wedding. I absolutely understand why couples love having this. Especially if you've got loads of guests coming from abroad. Or you're bringing everyone to like a far off corner of the country or the world. But that said... 
I know loads of couples who just didn't do it. It wasn't for them. And if you're kind of inclined that way, definitely don't worry about slashing it. Mm. Uh, A lot of couples have said that they felt really like they were doing their guests out of a second party by deciding not to do anything. And in the end, they really were grateful that they hadn't because they knew themselves I will appreciate the downtime on day two. Yeah. And of course, as well, you might not want to completely slash the day two, but there are always ways to do it on a low budget and with minimal faff. Like you can always say, well, we're going to go to the hotel bar uh, yeah. the next day and we'll be there and we'll see you there if you want but mm. no pressure and that way you don't feel like you have to host and you have to pay for everyone's meal or drinks yeah parking yourself somewhere for the afternoon is a really nice idea or friends of ours had a swim the next morning and that didn't cost anything and whoever wanted to go came along and they had some snacks on the beach and that was it and everyone headed their own way so yeah there's lots of different ways you can do it without having it be a formal almost second wedding And you might be glad of the option to go back to bed at lunchtime the day after your wedding if you've Mm. had a particularly wonderful party. Definitely. So now we come on to things you can ditch from the night before. So goodie bags. Now I know everyone isn't intending to have goodie bags, but you absolutely don't need them. It's nice to be considerate and give your guests things. But remember, and this is going to be a theme with this episode, your wedding is a day of free stuff for your guests. So they don't (laughs) need more free stuff. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of the the theme throughout this as well will be about stuff and a lot of couples feel like they just need to have more and more. And we touched on this in our sustainable weddings episode, but you don't necessarily need to just keep adding to the stuff involved in your wedding. And goodie bags is something that's become a bit of a trend in recent years and it can be a lovely gesture and it can be appreciated. It's definitely not expected and it's an easy thing to scrap. Yeah, and if you're doing it for out-of-town guests, you can always put together like a map or Mm. a leaflet or a page on your wedding website or just an email with information for them about like here's the spots we think you should check out in town it doesn't have to be like a gift bag full of like little bits and bobs now there's a whole category for the (laughs) night before that I just feel like we could all slash it's the like quote-unquote like bridal pjs socks eye masks all of that stuff that says bride or mrs to be or whatever it says um of course it's fun of course like you know more power to you if you have the space in your budget and you fancy a little trip into town and you want to pick up a few bits once you take your bridal pjs off in the morning you will never think of them again yeah and it can be so tempting you know when you see those things in the shop and you feel like you need to buy them but the expense of them really does add up and it's it's kind of like Christmas. You end up buying kind of themed things because you're in a very Christmas headspace and a hell of your wedding, you're in a very wedding headspace. And the minute you see something remotely bridal, you feel like you might need to buy it. But just try and cut yourself some slack and tell yourself that you don't need any of this stuff and your regular PJs will be just fine. Yeah, I know that you can kind of think, oh, like this is cute and like I deserve it. And yes, you do. But you also (laughs) deserve to be able to have a nice lunch out in six months when your wedding is over, (laughs) which might not happen if you spend, you know, a couple of hundred quid on these random last minute bits. Yeah. And often because these things are wedding-y, they come with a bit of a surcharge. So like you might buy four pairs of socks for your bridesmaids. That should really only be a couple of quid each, but because they say bridesmaid, maid of honor, cheap bridesmaid, they were like 12 quid each and suddenly you're 50 quid down on socks. 
And your bridesmaids, spoiler, probably have socks. So they do. <laughs> I don't need the socks. They don't. <laughs> so now on to the getting ready portion of the wedding. And there is a whole lot of quote unquote stuff that I think you can drop happily from this portion mm. of the day. One of my number one things, and I don't know why I have such a bee you in my bonnet about it. Bonnet I do. It's the gifts that the couple exchange on the day. Now, it's so lovely that, you know, a groom wants to get a bride, like a pair of designer shoes or what have you. Like, it's obviously amazing and very lucky uh, couple when that happens. But you don't need to. You're paying for a huge party. You're throwing each other a huge party. Yeah. You definitely don't need to buy each other a gift as well i do like a card a handwritten card mm-hmm. a handwritten note love those personal things oh we had the one where the groom made the bride a mixtape and gave it to her in a walkman that was really sweet and in fairness that's not going to save you time like that's very labor intensive yeah. but that's why i thought that was so sweet so i love mm-hmm. a personal one um but again if you have the time like obviously if you're up to the wire and you didn't get time to do a really sweet, thoughtful, homemade gift for your other half. You're going to be with them for literally ever. So you can do it another yeah. time. And you both have new outfits on. You probably have maybe new jewellery, new cufflinks, new shoes. Like you've already treated yourself or treated each other mm. to this day. You definitely don't need a bracelet as a memento. The whole day is a memento. Myself and Mark did gifts and what are we three years later? He's yet to learn the ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> what did you so, get? Uh, oh, I got a really nice art print, which I do have. Which is hung the up in the house. Yeah. Okay. You see, the gifts can be lovely. But again, I think if bought kind of just because it's expected, mm. less likely to be an amazing thing that you keep and remember forever. Yeah. Don't buy your other half a ukulele is my top tip there. <laughs> is your forever wedding tip. Yes. And we have seen some really elaborate ones. We've seen people buy each other cars. Yeah. Um, Huge like expensive Fender guitars. Things. Yeah. It's bananas. Uh, the one thing I would say about this is to have a chat with your partner about it before. So you're both on the same page. So they haven't got you a really expensive gift yes. and then you feel a little bit bad that you didn't do it for them. Yeah. Other than that, I think this is a great and easy one to slash. Ring boxes is another one that has become kind of trendy in recent years, particularly the really pretty velvet ones. And as much as I love them on the gram, they're definitely not necessary on the day. Yeah, I think uh, couples feel like they have to have them sometimes for the flat lay images, which Mm -hmm. are beautiful. I mean, I love those images and I always do a little gasp. But (laughs) ultimately, those are probably not the images that you're going to love the most. No, you're not going to be hanging that up in your house. Yeah, no, you might like to look back at them, but you're really going to treasure the images of you, your partner and the people, the guests at your wedding. Bridal party robes. So that kind of links to the things we were talking about before, like the PJs and socks. Um, it's another one that's kind of done for the photos, mm. but can easily be cut. Yeah, the photos are adorable. Love them. But probably if you end up loving that photo of you and your bridesmaids in your robes, it's because you love your pals. Mm. It's not because yeah. they're wearing matching robes. And if they were all in their like worn PJs, you'd love it just as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the one thing I would say is to say to your bridesmaids to have kind of a loose pyjama or Mm. robe but that's more a practical thing for makeup and for changing something with buttons so that you're not pulling your pyjama top over your just done hair exactly fancy hangers are kind of in the same realm as ring boxes they're sort of just for the photos yeah and they can say things like uh, bride or mrs smith or whatever sometimes they're custom Mm. um the wooden hangers you have at home are just fine and the ones that your venue may provide 
All of these are lovely keepsakes to have, but again, if you're just looking to cut things, they're a very easy way to trim the budget. Yes. Similarly, a wedding scent. Now, this has become a bit of a trend in recent years, and obviously, I know loads of people who are hugely into fragrance, Mm. and for them, I'd be like, yeah, this is a big deal for you. Go for it. But if you're like me, and you kind of don't care that much, or if you are someone who just has a signature scent, mm. you know, there's really, really, really no pressure to go out and buy a bridal or a wedding day scent. Same for the grooms. Yeah, definitely. Just stick with the one you have or maybe borrow a nice one if one of your mates has something, if you want something a bit different. It's also the kind of thing you get given as gifts around Christmas mm. and birthdays. So definitely it shouldn't be the first thing on your to buy list. No. This one is maybe controversial. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with this. <laughs> okay, well, I'll say my bit and then sure you can disagree with me. So I think gifts for the wedding party, right? And the reason why I say this, I think it's so lovely to thank people for their support in helping you out on the day with the wedding. So your bridesmaids, your, you know, whoever is in the wedding party, groomsmen, anyone. The only thing is I sometimes see these in pictures and I feel like they were a bit of an impulse buy Mm. and I feel like you'd be better off if money is not the issue you'd be better off waiting and getting someone a present that you've really had time to think about after the fact and they'll be even more delighted because they won't be expecting it then and the other thing is anytime I've gotten a gift like that I've appreciated it but it came completely out of the blue and I never expected it. So I don't think you should do it because you're worried that there'll be a moment where your bridesmaids are like, eh, where's my bracelet or whatever they yeah. think is coming to them. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think necessarily the bridesmaids or groomsmen will be expecting it, but I do think it's worth having some gesture to say thank you. And a gift is always a way of expressing that. Like going one further than just saying thank you or just writing a note. But I agree. I think too many people run out in the last week and go to a jewellery shop and throw money at four of the same bracelet when the four bridesmaids have completely different styles. And I do think it's worth getting a personalised gift for each of them. It's so much more thoughtful and it shows you actually are grateful and you actually have thought about it. So yeah, if that means doing it after the wedding, that's totally fair. Or it could mean getting them each a book that you love or a book that you think they'll love and writing a really nice note definitely doesn't have to be expensive again it comes down to that stuff we see so many people get their bridesmaids a big bag of things Mm -hmm. and they're again just throwing money at it and there's candles and there's jewelry and there's slippers and all kinds of bits and again it's really really nice but just not called for and I think something small and thoughtful is a way better shout yeah I'm getting the sense that gifts are your love language, Claire. They are. (laughs) If you don't know what I'm talking about, do the quiz, Google it, do it online. Uh, And yeah, so maybe gifts are your bridesmaid's love language, but no one is going to mind if they just get a lovely, uh, thoughtful handwritten card (laughs) instead. That's fair. So the bridal jewellery. Now, obviously, you're going to probably, as the bride, be wearing some jewellery. You'd be wearing probably an engagement ring and a band. Um, I just don't feel like you need loads because you're going to be wearing an amazing head-turning dress or outfit Mm. and when you put that together with your engagement ring and your wedding band probably only need another one or two pieces yeah and you definitely don't need to buy them a wedding day is a really nice way to wear something borrowed and Mm. because you're going to be so dressed up a lot of the jewelry that we wear these days is a little bit more casual and so if you buy something 
really like high end like a pair of diamond earrings or a string of pearls you might never wear them again so it's worth asking your mum or your granny or your in-laws if they have something that might suit almost certainly you'll find some female family member who has a lovely piece and they'll be really chuffed if you've asked to borrow it like Mm. they'll be delighted yeah so yeah definitely cut out a a trip to some really fancy jewellers for a necklace and earrings and a bracelet. Yeah, yeah, you can get away with one piece, one mm-hmm. or two pieces, definitely. So now we come on to the ceremony part of the day. Now I've put ceremony programmes on our ditch list. I love a ceremony programme. I've mm-hmm. actually been to weddings where the couple put so much thought into it and even uh, one of the weddings we were at recently, the groom wrote a little comic in it. Mm-hmm. It was so sweet. It was amazing. There was a little kind of... Um, dedication to the couple written by the groomsmen like it was amazing but in a lot of cases you're gonna just end up doing the order of service Mm. and you don't really need to do this especially if you can kind of put one piece of signage to work maybe at the entrance to the aisle and put you know any basic info on there I don't know if people always really look at them and definitely they're not going to be put out by the fact that they can't follow along with the reading no absolutely not like they can be a handy thing to have but again they're an easy thing to let go as well so the kiddie accessories Mm. for the ceremony now we've all seen these yeah we have some beef with some of these ones as well some of them specifically we've beef with but uh generally like they're usually really cute like the page boy has a little box that says ring security Mm, or says like um you know, look out, the bride's coming or something like that, a little sign. Or sometimes you see them, they've been given like a cape or like some <laughs> some mad wacky accessory that yeah. the kid is appreciating, in fairness. And while I do love all that additional cuteness, I think, again, it's another place that's easy to cut back on. And I mean, the kids are cute enough on their own. Yeah, the photos of your the kids that are in your wedding are going to be adorable, regardless mm. of the like extra accessories that you've hung around their neck. I would also put in aisle decoration as a thing. Mm. I just feel like people think the aisle needs to be defined with like either a red carpet or an aisle runner or a piece of fabric. Rose or, petals. Yeah, rose petals, loads of candles. The I'm candles all, scare me. <laughs> the, yeah, the candles with all the long dresses. Come on. Um, I'm all for a beautiful ceremony space and I definitely think it's worth putting money behind, let's say, if you really want to, a beautiful ceremony arch or a beautiful floral arrangement that's at the very top where everyone's eyes are focused Mm -hmm. for the whole wedding no one's really looking in the aisle no a lot of couples will invest a lot of money in pew ends and having expensive arrangements at Mm. the end of the pews and they do look beautiful but they're definitely not necessary and remember as well that when people come into the ceremony you know only a few people walk into the ceremony space and get the full effect of what the empty ceremony space looks like Mm. most people walk in when it's already full with people bustling around, standing in the aisles, chatting, and some of it, actually a lot of it can be missed. Yeah, like we went to a wedding recently and it was absolutely spectacular. But the minute I walked in, I just saw all of you guys, all yeah. my friends, and yeah. I ran over and started chatting. And it was only when I saw the photographs afterwards, I was like, oh my God, that was yeah. breathtaking. But I was just so distracted. So I would say it's a good idea to focus on the bit where all the eyes will be, mm. where the couple will stand. Yeah. And don't be worrying about the aisle and the end of the pews and all that. Yeah. And on to the reception. So we're back at the gifts. And one of the gifts that a lot of couples will give during the speeches is a bouquet for the mothers. Yeah, and it's a lovely moment. And I always love to see it. And I give them a big clap. But <laughs> the issue is that 
depending on where you're getting married and where the venue is like your mom probably doesn't really want to cart the bouquet yeah. around with her all evening and she probably can't bring it home and it might just get like shoved under a table yeah. it's just not a great time usually to give yeah. someone a bouquet of flowers I think giving your mum one a week before the wedding or a week after the wedding might be better yeah absolutely definitely she'll appreciate it more and as well if you're really trying to cut costs not that I think your mom is the first place you should think to cut costs but there are ways to give her a massive shout out and a massive thank you without spending a load of money you can mention her in the speeches Mm -hmm. you can you know write her a beautiful note on the day of the wedding um of course you can include her in the wedding there's ways to do it without having to have the bouquet moment yeah definitely DIY decor is another one that a lot of couples think they're saving money on but what it costs in time and craft supplies is a lot more than they might expect. Yeah, I think this is one I see a lot and not even necessarily just DIY decor, but the decor for the reception space. I think couples see, you know, real weddings and they look at trend features about weddings and they think I need loads and loads of Mm. stuff to decorate the reception space. Now, some couples do if you're getting married in a very warehousey, bare industrial kind of venue. It's fair enough that you're going to need to dress it up a bit for the mm. occasion to create the atmosphere you're looking to create. But there's a lot of times when the Coco Chanel rule applies of like, take one thing off before you leave the house. There's probably for most wedding reception spaces, you could take one decor thing out and yeah. nobody would notice and it would look just as nice, if not more beautiful. Yeah, like we've had a lot of weddings on the site where the couple's doing things like spray painting bikes and Mm. making, like putting together like a family history through photographs and they've handwritten a note for each guest and they've hung loads of stuff from the ceiling and all of that looks really gorgeous and we're not trying to take from that. But if you are trying to cut back and you are trying to save money and more importantly on this one time. Yeah. It's definitely worth leaving it to your florist to create a few centerpieces and then the room will look beautiful as it is. And if you are looking for ways to put personality into your day, they don't always have to take up loads of time and money. You can, you know, get really creative with your table names like that. Always gives me a huge laugh when Mm. I uh, see the table plan and I sit down and it's like named after like, you know. Angela Lansbury because they love Murder, She Wrote or something like really, really cool and like unique that reminds me of the couple. Mm. Um, And as well, you know, a lot of couples successfully use personal items as decor. Like we had a couple who were really, really, really into reading and uh, had a couple of vintage books and a couple of like first editions and stuff of their favorite books. And they used those as decor. Which was really nice. Yeah, that is nice. I don't know if I'd be putting my first edition. They weren't out like to the masses. They weren't like Ulysses yeah. first edition. They were more um, like recent ones, but they were really sweet and easy to do. And same, you know, your mom might have, you know, candlesticks that she's happy to lend you, or other couples yeah. might have stuff that they can lend you that you don't have to be spending the money and the time trolling the internet looking for the exact thing you want. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely worth weighing up both your time and financial investment before you embark on any DIY projects. Definitely. The dinner menus, like the ceremony programs, are another one that's easy to cut. You could have a big sign that Mm. says what's coming up for dinner or maybe one menu on each table as opposed to one in each place setting. Yeah, I often find that guests at a wedding aren't even looking at the menu. Like they literally don't think about it because they're chatting and having fun until the waiter comes around then Mm. they suddenly are like oh sorry I didn't even think to look down at this um 
I mean, I do love the stationery. I love the menus and I love to look at what the couple have done with them. But there's other opportunities in your day to use stationery. This is one that you can really easily replace with a big piece of signage or Mm. one per table, like you said. It's worth talking to your venue on this as well, because often couples will put some time into printing out their own one and the venue's do it as part of a package or your caterer might do it as part of a package so just check with them first before you go spending time and money putting one together oh yeah and you could also be really organized and have it down and then the venue or the caterer comes to you and says like sorry we couldn't get sea bream we had to get sea bass and that then... exact thing happened the week of my wedding <laughs> oh my god possibly you told me that story and <laughs> maybe that's why i have it in my head but yeah there is a pos- I mean, that wouldn't be a big misprint. It wouldn't really matter. But there could be a I major know, thing. I was mortified that everyone <laughs> thought there was going to be Bream and there was back. I know for a fact you were like, I don't care. Just I didn't even know there was just, a difference. Just give me some fish. Yeah, um, yeah there could be a, a big difference. Like, let's say they completely have to change the dessert or something, which I know sounds a bit stressful. It won't be. You won't mind. Everyone will have delicious food. It doesn't matter as long as you pick the right venue slash cater. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's another thing that you could really overshoot with stationery and get it printed way too early as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, this one is another one that I always appreciate, but I never expect. And that's bathroom baskets. Yeah, I usually bring my own stash of things that I need Mm. to a wedding. Like I have the plasters, the paracetamol, you know, anything that I think I'll need. I never leave it up to faith that there's going to be a stash in the bathroom. No. And often the thing that you go in to look for is the one thing that they don't have. Or it's gone. Some mom has put it in her handbag and she's gone off with your hairspray. Wagon. So yeah, say at our wedding, the one thing we forgot to put in was sun cream and it's the one thing everyone looked for. So you'll never tick every box anyway. So again, it's a a quick saving to make on your wedding. Yes. And on that note as well, a very similar one is the basket of flip flops for Mm -hmm. the ladies with the shoes. I will always bring a flat shoe or else wear a sensible shoe. I have been known at 2am on the dance floor to ask my other half to go and get my trainers with my insoles in it because I need the arch support for the last two hours of dancing. We all will have uh, some kind of flat footwear situation Mm -hmm. worked out for ourselves so we don't need them. Wedding favours are another one that we often advocate putting on the ditch list because again it's a nice gesture but your guests absolutely won't miss them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, It's not something that's expected. And I think you can have a huge impact with something that's really personal that you put out instead. So like, obviously, this won't save you time. But if you put uh, maybe print out a photo of you Mm. with each person and put it at their place setting or like we had at a wedding before where the couple wrote a little note to each person. Again, that's labor intensive, but I I'll remember that forever and I can't remember loads of favours, quote unquote, that I got at weddings. Or you could put some time into sending a really nice thank you card after the wedding. And a lot of times the guests will put that on their fridge or that on their mantelpiece as opposed to the random favour that they've long forgotten and maybe left in the bottom of their handbag. Oh, I definitely spend more time appreciating the thank you card afterwards Mm -hmm. than I do whatever is plonked on my plate on the night. And I do think like, say, I'm always really careful to make sure I take the favour and mm, me too because I feel it. yeah because I know I know the thought that's gone into it but the amount of times the next day Mark's like oh did you take my whatever the favour was off the table and I'm like no I actually was at a wedding recently and I saw the bride going around to all the tables taking the favours that she had like handmade oh, that everyone had left because she obviously was like well I put time into these so yeah. I'm not just leaving them there for the venue to put in the bin and I felt so bad I was like well I'm glad I took mine yeah <laughs> 
And they'll know where you were sitting. So well, they're personalized, so she'll know every single person oh, who didn't take theirs home. She might have marks one there then. <laughs> the champagne toast. So a lot of couples will maybe get a round in or will do champagne for the toasts. And it can be quite an expense on top of all the rest mm. of the food and drinks that you're supplying on the day. Yeah, you're going to be, chances are, buying your guests loads of drinks. So I wouldn't worry too much about it, especially if you've put time and effort into making sure that there's enough wine for the meal and that mm-hmm. there's enough drinks for the drinks reception. So I wouldn't worry that guests are going to be disappointed that they don't have the free glass of bubbly during the toast or the speeches. If you are worried about that, you could also uh, have the speeches at a different time of the day where the drinks are still mm-hmm. flowing, like the drinks reception. That often works really well, actually, or before the meal. So, yeah. You know, there are ways around it always. Yeah, because I think a lot of couples are worried that the wine will have run out by the end of the meal. And then you don't want people going up and down to the bar throughout the speeches. Mm. So, yeah, I think having them a bit earlier in the day or maybe giving guests a bit of notice, like speeches are going to start in 10 minutes. So if they are running up to the bar, they can get their drink and be seated again before they start. Yeah, that's a really good, like quick, easy get around for that Mm -hmm. potential issue. Chair decorations is another one I'm just could give or take, leave or take. Yeah, again, they look really pretty in the photographs, but I don't think guests will notice them at all. Those like Mr. and Mrs. hanging Mm -hmm. signs or maybe like some foliage or flowers. Really pretty, but it's just more stuff that you're adding to Absolutely. If you're happy with your chairs as they are, yeah, you know, you probably don't need to dress them up per se. Mm-hmm. Photo accessories. So this could be like things for a photo booth or also things for your session with your photographer. So sparklers, smoke bombs, balloons, props, moustaches, glasses, all of that. All of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you have followed our long-term advice and picked uh, the best possible photographer that you can afford and the one whose style you love the most, you're going to love the photos. So you don't mm-hmm. need to worry about those other stunty bits. Like they yeah. are fun and absolutely we've no beef with anyone who goes for them. Like they're very cute. But if you're trying to kind of remove faff for yourself and you're trying to cut the budget, really easy way to do it. Yeah, definitely. A cake topper is another one of those last minute bits that couples feel like they need to have like a cake isn't finished without it and yeah it's definitely one you can just easily scrap yeah your cake baker will be able to decorate the cake for you and probably even with um edible decorations as well yeah like a fresh flower or a piece of fruit will look just as pretty absolutely now selena you've added wedding lingerie to the list are you expecting our brides and grooms to go commando on their wedding day no fair <laughs> i would never ever advocate uh, <laughs> taking your wedding underwear lightly. You should definitely put a lot of time and effort <laughs> and potentially money into having the right undergarments to mm-hmm. support your outfit. But I'm talking about the like sexy lingerie that you're supposed to throw on at the end of the night, mm. which doesn't just doesn't tend to happen, especially <sighs> at weddings in Ireland and the UK. Like I know in Ireland, they're often the bride and groom don't get to bed till six o'clock. There is no sexy time happening there. Now, I love lingerie. It's great fun to buy yourself a beautiful set. You can do that at any time in your life. Mm. You don't need to do it for your wedding. And often I know loads of brides who went and bought themselves like a beautiful like white or ivory lingerie set for the wedding night and didn't get to put it on. They forgot to bring it on honeymoon and then they found it at the bottom of their cupboard years later yeah. we're like oh what about this <laughs> yeah again it's better to buy something that's your style rather than something white because you feel like you have to look bridal 
Yeah, and I, for one, would rather look forward to a little lingerie shopping uh, excursion after the fact rather than like panic buying this because it's something that's expected of me yeah so we come to the day after now which you may or may not have ditched already if you were listening to our items up top yeah exactly i would say the day after outfit now look i love an excuse to buy a new outfit but if you are looking to cut the budget and save yourself an extra trip into town or into the shopping center you can definitely ditch this one. You can wear something yeah. you already have in your wardrobe. You might not be in the mood for pouring yourself into like a cocktail dress. Yeah, like I don't think I've worn the white play suit I bought for the day after my wedding very many times because when does one have a reason to wear a white play suit? And I know a lot of friends of mine have bought a specific dress and then the day after they just weren't bothered to put heels on again or whatever yeah. and they ended up just wearing something that was more comfortable. Or you end up doing an activity that's like really cold and sure it's covered up with, mm. you know, a big shawl or something anyway. That yeah. happens in Ireland a lot. You may <laughs> you may guess listeners in other countries. So it's definitely one to easily cut. Likewise the honeymoon accessories. So I didn't even really know these were a thing before oh, I worked big. in the wedding industry. It's like luggage tags and like even t shirts. Like in fairness, I did see a couple on the tube before in London who were wearing like my new husband, my new <gasps> wife t-shirts. No. And like, I thought it was like actually gas, but not something you need. You don't need no. matching bits. You don't need a wifey for lifey passport holder. Your honeymoon's going to be super exciting. You don't yeah. need anything to make it more exciting. No, as long as you drop heavy hints in the hotel and tell them that you're newlyweds, they'll provide you with all the like extra macaroons and champagne that you could be looking for. And you don't need a handbag that says Mrs. to prove it. Definitely. So I hope you've enjoyed our ditch list. If you came to me and said, actually, Selena, I'm going to do every single one of the things on this list, I'd be like, more power to you. Can't wait to see the photos from your wedding. We probably sound very cynical after going through all of those things. And actually, all of them individually are elements that we like. It's just when you're trying to minimize your to-do list and you're overwhelmed and you've got all this stuff on your plate and you've a list as long as your arm you can definitely take off the newlywed passport covers yeah, and not lose a moment's sleep over it. Yeah, this really is all about simplifying your wedding plans. Mm. And loads of couples do say to us, God, I just wish I'd simplified things because I was a bit stressed on the day because I'd spent the last three weeks going around buying bits and pieces and adding extra jobs for myself. Mm. So hopefully that's what you'll take away. And hopefully there's a few ideas in there for you to use for your own wedding. One fab day. Listener Dilemmas. Here at the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, we love nothing more than helping you find your way out of puzzling wedding-related situations, be they guest list issues or budget woes. Selena, you've chosen this week's dilemma, am I right? I have. So this listener has written in and said... I'm an Irish bride living in Vancouver. My fiancé and I got engaged in the spring of 2018 and it was so special. Our wedding is December 2020. I'm just wondering if you have any tips on how to keep people excited as our big day is coming in. Being abroad, I find it really hard when people aren't excited over big things. I completely understand it's been a longer engagement. So this person's engagement in total will be like over 2.5 years. But we were adamant that we didn't want to take out a loan or live like hermits to achieve... A shorter engagement. That sounds wise. Yeah. I totally feel for this person because it can be really like anticlimactic when mm. you're like, we booked our venue and people are like, oh, great. Yeah. And I was living abroad throughout our engagement and it was a bit 
everything when we came home to do something wedding related it felt really huge to us but for our family it was just uh, like oh you're back again cool (laughs) like it wasn't (laughs) that big a deal yeah I would say one thing to remember is that when it comes to the day which is what really matters your guests will be like bursting with excitement Mm. like don't worry about that um another thing I would say is that like there's it's maybe not really in your power to get them excited all the time no in the run-up to your wedding like as in if your wedding at the moment your wedding is over a year away and it's not that they don't care but they might have four weddings between now and your wedding or they might have other life stuff going on you might not be able to get that excitement out of them so just accept that (laughs) first of all um that you know there's not a lot you can really do to kind of bolster them in terms of that they will be excited on the day but in the run-up you know you might be continued to be disappointed for a few more months yeah and I think for people who you're quite close to like say your parents they might be so excited about the wedding but they're trying to not put everything on it because it is so far away so when you Skype home they might be asking you about other things or they might be not acting as interested but it's just because it is so far away and they need to kind of spread out the excitement over Mm. a long period of time and they want the time close to your wedding to be more significant because it is more significant and I think in the final weeks and months before your day you'll realize that everyone is really into it and really excited and hopefully you've got some milestones planned for yourself and your other half along the way whether that's menu tastings or hens and stags and then that way you will have the lead in that you're expecting. Yeah. One thing you could do is try and kickstart a few projects that you can start early. So if you've got like some DIY projects lined up or you're getting a friend maybe to help with putting together the mood board for the florist or something like that. Um, You know, if you kind of send out a few emails to pals and get the ball rolling on those, that might kind of help see you through the next few months where you feel a bit down about the whole wedding plan thing. Yeah, but definitely make sure you and your other half are keeping it as hyped as possible. But yeah, don't be worrying about anyone else. The day itself is going to be absolutely on fire with excitement. Mm -hmm. So you're going to love it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Ross. Hi, Ross. Take the Emily. Take the Rachel. Take the Rachel. Step away from the spreadsheets. We've reached the part of the show where we invite you to press pause on your wedding planning and treat yourself to a well-earned break. Claire, you've chosen an activity to recommend to our listeners this week. What have you got? So, my recommendation this week might not make sense to loads of people. It's the Fireblade World Championships, which is an annual event held by friends of ours who take a game that we tend to play on like games nights or at Christmas and they turn it into a day-long tournament that they take very seriously and there's a table of like who can be on whose team and there's semi-finals and finals and there's trophies and so while you might not play Fireblade with your friends you could do this with any game and just kind of go a bit extra with it 
And rather than just have a normal old games night, you can turn a whole weekend into a tournament and have loads of fun doing it. You should probably say that your friend group invented this game. Well, no. One of them did. Because people have like come across it while they're traveling and things like that. So I'm not sure who originated Fireblade. But basically it's a mix of charades, articulate and yeah. It's an amalgam of many kind of parlor games. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I am in this friend group and I find Fireblade terrifying. You don't like competitive Well, I, I don't I don't like when I'm on a team with someone who's incredibly invested in the game mm. and I just don't care and I feel like I'm letting everyone down on a constant basis. That's mm. not a fun weekend for me. That's fair. But I have to say, I do enjoy that they make a World Championships weekend out of it because there's lots of fun fringe drinks that I can go to that don't yeah. involve me having to compete, which is good. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it's about taking your normal games night and flipping it on its head and, yeah, going all in and making a whole big hoopla out of it. I love the ambition of this one. It's big Mm. scale. You're going all in. Yeah. I'm sick of making jam. (laughs) (laughs) No more jam for Claire. It's about organising big scale competitive events. That's it. Let us know if you try this one. Uh, Definitely. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Thank you so, so much for joining us for the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. As always, we've had a blast. If you've got a dilemma to submit, a piece of advice to impart, or just want to send us a friendly hello, you can email us on hello at onefabday.com or message us on social. We're at onefabday on all the major social channels. And if you've enjoyed today's podcast, we're hoping you'll do us a solid and review us on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. It's really easy. It only takes two minutes and it really helps other couples and your fellow wedding-minded podcast enthusiasts find the show. And before we go, we have to mention onefabday.com. Selena and I upload new planning style and inspiration features every single day. So don't forget to pay us a visit. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast.